OTB Sports Rugby. Don't just take it easy, keep the emotion in check. That's not, not what sport is about. It's about emotion. It's about singing your national anthem with pride. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Ireland play Italy this weekend in Six Nations. The uh, Italians are going to have Garbisi back. Uh, there was some rumours that maybe Sergio Parise might be catapulted back in, but that's not going to happen, it looks like now. And uh, they're as dangerous as they've ever been with us riding high at the moment. So this has all the potential for a banana skin, or does it? It looks like um, Sexton's going to be out, according to the papers this morning. So there's plenty of us to get our teeth stuck into, and I'm delighted to say Alison Miller is with us to help us do that. Alison, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, how are you guys? Um, obviously, Ireland can't afford to be complacent, but we will be heavy favourites for this game. Um, the Italians have shown an improvement. So what do you expect out of this? Oh, yeah, look, the way Ireland are playing and their skill set for the moment, their fitness, the confidence, the form they're bringing in, just the way they're playing, like, obviously Ireland are huge favourites. I think uh, Italy have probably slightly moved away from the way they were playing Um at the weekend, I think Italy's uh, scrum wasn't good or their set beasts were traditionally that would have been good um, and they would have probably been like very physical. But they are actually kind of playing, uh, looking to get the ball wide and move to the edges and playing a, a good tempo. But Ireland will definitely be favourites. They can't be anything but favourites after their performance against France. Even with Sexton not in the matchday squad? Yeah, I think we've we've moved to the stage now where um, I know Sexton is a brilliant player, but like we've shown that we've no Henshaw, uh, Jefferson Gibson Park, Furlong that we can like that we can play and that we can play really well without these players. So I think, look, it's probably a good thing not for Sexton, but that we are facing this adversity that we we've shown with like not having the other players and we're forced into this situation. I think it will be good for Ireland that um, you know in the long run that we have to um, play like Ross Byrne or whoever it is, is what they're going to pick and be well able to manage. So I think we're at that stage where um, if we just stick to our systems and all that, that we can we can be successful and, and win the game at the weekend and win it comfortably. General sense, Alison, seems to be that Andy Farrell won't be changing his team dramatically. Maybe a couple of changes here and there, as we said. But can you understand that, given that the Italy game is, is slap bang in the middle once again in the middle of Ireland's Six Nations? Yeah, I suppose I always expect there to be more changes every year when we're playing Italy, but I suppose you got to keep that consistency and if players are playing well, I suppose, why would you right, rotate them? You want to keep that uh, consistency in form. But at the same time, um, there'll probably be a few changes, but you don't want to have like wholesale changes which would might disturb the flow of um, of how a team are playing. But um, yeah, like there'll be a few changes. I'm interested to see who has changed and what what way Andy Farrell goes about it, like how much time he gives people off the bench or um, who he changes. But um, yeah, like Italy have some good players, like um, they're 15, like he's quite a good player. Capuso and um, Garbisi is going to be back at 10. And Lorenzo Cannone, I don't know how I'm pronouncing that, it's probably not how you pronounce it. The number eight is quite a physical player and they've got some good players. And like obviously you've got to show respect for the opposition, but I just think the way Ireland are playing at the moment um, you know, like we'd be strong favourites and um, they'd be looking to put in a performance. And those guys that get an opportunity at the weekend, um, they'll be looking to stake their claim. Like, for example, like someone like Finley Beelham there, there was a lot of talk about how Ireland would 
um, manage without the likes of like world class furlong. But I think like that conversation is over. Like Finley Beelham is now, I think, like they're in competition nearly at this stage. Um, he did so well at the weekend. So, you know, sometimes there's a chance for guys to get an opportunity and show what they, they can do. And Finley Beelham, like his scrummaging was really good. Obviously, his touch for, um, you Keenan's try was just lovely, soft hands and different things like that. So I think we're at this stage where there's huge competition in the Irish team. So those people that get a chance, they're they're going to try and take it. I think um, those of us who followed Irish rugby for a long period of time are still uh, somewhat concerned about the possibility of a single match in the World Cup devastating the squad to the point where you you know the France game in particular in, in 2015 where we put in one of our all-time best performances in a World Cup match and lose five front row players four through injury one through suspension for the next game which is the Argentina game and then they absolutely rip us apart now it wasn't just the injuries that ripped us apart I've definitely spoken to people who've said uh, our defence wasn't set up to defend the wide channels the way Argentina were going to score and rip us apart anyway so who knows maybe if um uh, all those players have been available we would have been grand but um, if if that was to happen in in this World Cup where it's it's possible that the match against South Africa is an absolute brawl from start to finish and the amount of bodies that are on the ground for the week after or the, or the 10, 12, 14 days afterwards is similar it feels a little bit like we're getting to the point where we might be able to have enough strength and depth just about to squeak through whatever comes after that. Am I wrong about that? Am I like that seems to be what they're doing here is that they're not making changes to see if you're good enough. You only get in when you're good enough that they're going to be sure about you and there's been enough injuries already for us to go actually you know there's probably about 28 29 players that we can reliably go yeah you can play in a world cup quarter final and we'll be happy enough with you. Yeah, cuz like you like you want to deserve your your shot at playing and you don't want to just be rotated in like all the players that are getting their game time at the moment, you know, because other guys are injured, are deserving of that. And they're, they're obviously showing their hand to train. And I think you made an interesting point, actually, just about um, Ireland defending on those wider channels back in 2015. I think we're a lot more comfortable uh, defending in those situations now, which is great. So that might have been a factor. But yeah, I think, um, you know, um, we definitely have more depth. We... Um, there is more competition. You do want to give guys opportunity, and it's I think it's a a fine balance of like like as we great like Ross Byrne this weekend. Like I hope he starts. He I presume he'll start if if Johnny um, can play. I don't think he's, he is playing. I'm not sure, but I think it'd be great for like the confidence of him because you know he'll be needed in a World Cup and he'll be needed to play in a World Cup at like highly pressurized situations. And I think it'll also be good for the confidence of the other team that they know that they can perform without Johnny. And I presume, I suppose, they're mentally tough enough and they're resilient enough to know this. But I think when they go and do it, maybe, you know, 80 minutes of the weekend or another scenario like that, it really builds that confidence. And I know that's kind of sounds very obvious, but um, I think that's really, really important. And I think we are a different team than we were um, back in 2015. Like at the weekend against France, like we scored from broken play. We scored from set piece. We scored from a goal line dropout. Um, we, you know, we can score, do that lovely tight work in around, you know, the likes of Andrew Porter getting over. We seem to have kind of added more strings for a bow. We're not just reliant on um, the same things. We're very, 
varied in how we can score. And I think all players that are on the pitch, they're all able to do different all they're all able to do the jobs like, you know, forwards are able to play make where we're definitely more um what is the word I'm looking for? But basically what I'm trying to say is I think that any player that can come in can kind of do the job that the player before them um could. So it's not hopefully we're not too reliant on any one player. Obviously Johnny Sexton is world class and you kind of look at Hugo Keenan, he's nailed on, like who comes in for him if he would potentially, you know, not available or injured any at any sense. But I think we've got to that stage. I think anyway. It seems this this team, Alison, we've we've already been talking about this team as as one that seems to take the the number one uh, slot in the world and the form that they're in with a pinch of salt, and they move on and they're used to it and they can deal with it maybe better than previous Irish squads. Complacency is another thing as well that that often was a, was a hallmark of of teams that that either lost to Italy or or were pushed very close by Italy. Complacency does not seem to be an issue with this Irish team, though. No, they seem like they seem just in a different place than they they were previously, and I know a lot of the players talk about it. it's a really enjoyable environment, and I think um, they look re- relaxed, but in, in a great in the greatest sense of the word, you know, that they're enjoying their rugby, the competition among players um, is phenomenal. So that won't allow players to to be complacent, and I think. I think Andy Farrell, true to his word, I think he he rewards form, and I think that is a good way to set your team up because um, every player is in there on their toes, and that doesn't allow for complacency in a team. Because I think, and it's no disrespect to Joe Smith, but I think he had his tried and tests that he always he went to each time, and um, that I think can sometimes lead to a bit of complacency because I'm going to play, you know. So I think. Um, they seem to be comfortable. They just seem to be comfortable in the processes that they're doing. Like, you know, this is how we play. Like, the defence against France was so disciplined. Um, you know, everyone stuck to their system. You know, knowing the right time to try and rob a ball, not to rob a ball, you know, keep that line integrity, keep their spacing. Um, just looked really good. And that discipline that everyone can do that. So, um, I think they're just really enjoying their rugby. And I think... It seems to be a really good culture, really good atmosphere in there that would make a massive difference to a team performing. It seems like, I don't know, it sounds a bit cheesy, but they all seem happy in there. And I think that if you're enjoying your rugby and you're playing good rugby, I think everything comes a lot more easier. And, you know, they're handling that pressure well. And I think that was one of the things that came back from the 2019 World Cup. They kind of mentally failed. Um, so obviously that's something that's been worked on like over the last few years. Can I talk to you a little bit about the, the Munster fans' backlash against uh, Scott Penny being named in the squad? Um, I, I I don't want to just dismiss it as provincialism and, like, there's definitely people who you would want to listen to saying that they're concerned about how um, Scott Penny being selected might have an impact on people's willingness to support the team. It's, it's a big leap, right? And I, I definitely don't agree with it. You know, I, I think that surely the Irish selectors at this point have a track record of picking players from the bench at international at, at um, provincial level and putting them in the team. Treadwell's got, got called back up, for example, after you know not being anywhere near the squad and then being in the team and then not being anywhere near the squad again. And we're like, well, you know, I, I trust him now because they put him in the team and he played really well in um, New Zealand. And likewise, Jameson Gibson Park came from the bench at Leinster to be one of the best scrum halves in the world. So I just think that if they decide that 
Penny is somebody they want in the squad, then fair enough. But uh, the Munster fans have, have had a backlash against this, um, saying that, you know, it's dispiriting for the Munster players who are playing well and who are playing in the Champions Cup uh, when Penny has literally played, I think, you know, a, a short period in the second half off the bench against Racing, and that is the sum total of his experience. Is there anything to this? Um, I suppose, like, you know, they, they can, they're entitled to, to feel what they feel, but I think every decision that, and nearly every decision Andy Farrell has has decided, like the Jemison Gibson Park has worked out, and they're obviously seeing something there that will fit into their system and the way that they're going to play, and that, because often, like, you know, you look at combinations of players, it's, it's also combinations that work, and who's right for the team and, and the different scenarios. So like they're obviously looking at him and saying he's going to fit into our system. He's going to fit into the way that we want to play. He's an asset in some some scenario. So like you've just got to back the, you know, Andy Farrell and the coaches there, they're making the right decision. Like, um, and you know, I think they will pick the best players. You know, if a team is doing very well, it's easier for um, players to get selected. But, I think every decision that he's made so far has generally been the right one. So I think time will tell and we'll just have to see what happens. It, it, I mean, I, I don't think... I don't know. I, I think like if Paul O'Connell felt there was somehow a bias against the province that he comes from, he'd have been fighting the corner for the individual. I don't, I don't feel like it's credible to suggest that, um, you know, just because you're a Leinster player, it automatically puts you ahead of players in other provinces. I think it's, this has to be a case-by-case basis and they've obviously seen something they like. But, it, I mean, let's face it, he, he's going to be holding tackle bags this week in training. Very unlikely he's going to get any match day action. So I'm just surprised that there's such a been, been such a backlash against it. Yeah, I suppose, you know, that Irish team, like there is a huge like portion of Leinster players and that's just the quality that they are like they're they're really really good players playing a really good team and I think maybe that's where the backlash is coming yeah I like you know he's been brought in there to soak up whatever he can and learn and he's been brought in there for a reason and like yeah like he's not not going to feature so I'm not sure what the backlash is I think they're obviously feeling maybe that like do you know there is big talk at the moment for inclusion of Gavin Coombs because he's playing so well like so is that something maybe that happens this weekend I don't I don't know like does he come in on the bench or because he is playing very well but um, look there'll always be a bit of divisiveness about certain selections and I suppose in Munster for so long were the dominant province in Ireland and had that initial success so um, but like even just look at like Leinster at the weekend you know even though they weren't extremely impressive with all the guys gone for Six Nations, they still just can comfortably, you know, win games. So um, I suppose maybe it's just, it's I don't know, you know, what what can you say really about that? Alison, Chair mentioned Jemison Gibson Park there. Like, it's amazing how uh, quickly things can change in two games, but all of a sudden, has Conor Murray turned the, turned the tide completely in terms of that scrum half pecking order? Like I think, like I think Conor Murray did really well um, against France, and I thought he played well. I think he's a different type of player than Jemison Gibson Park. Um, he's taken his opportunity because of the injury, 
Um, I thought he played well, even in he had a very difficult week personally, and he played really well. I thought he looked more like himself of old. I thought for quite a long time he looked zippy, like his tempo. Um, he was moving around the park. I just thought I don't necessarily know. Like I think he's in there now, and he's going to try and hold on to it. And I think depends, you know, when Jameson Gibson Park gets back, like. You know, they are two different players. Conor Murray is very good at controlling games and he's an intelligent player. He's a huge experience um, and he plays in a different way. Um, but he's going to be there now. He's going to back himself to hold on to that position. I think if he continues his form, I mean, he'll back himself to, to hold on to it. But um, let's see how he does this weekend and the following games and Jefferson Gibson Park gets back. But two different players, they bring different things. Um, you know, it might be the fact that you bring on Colonel Murray off the bench to try and control a game if you're if you're in a certain scenario. But um, like Jemison Gibson Park obviously has a very good relationship with, with uh, Sexton and the speed of ball that he produces and that quick rock ball that he, he tries off. You know, gets Ireland playing. I think Ireland have become a really skillful team and a really fit team and. I think they're looking to, to play that real like high tempo ball and play. I think the ball was in play for something like four to six or seven minutes at the weekend. So um, I think Murray looked um, he looked better at the weekend than I've seen him in a, like a long, long time. But probably not giving a straightforward answer there. Uh, the point about the ten, right? You expect Ross Byrne to start, but who's on the bench? Because they they bring. Joey Carby back and they've invested a lot of time and a lot of efforts into making Joey Carby the natural successor to Sexton then they've given him the kick up the ass is this a recovery you stick him on the bench and you see what happens like or are you saying no we need to see a bit more from you here off you go well I would think like I would be a fan of Carby but if he's just been called in because of injury and you've got Crowley there and you've already got Harry or sorry Ross Byrne um, there I, I would think it would be Crowley on the bench. Like, uh, you know, I don't think what's he done in one... Well, he's obviously played very well for Munster, but I think that would be my thinking that, you know, he's in there now and he's, he's you know, he's getting back into the flow of things with the team. But I I would have Crowley there. And, and like, I am a big fan of um, Carberry, but I think I would think that at this stage that they would have Crowley on the bench, but I could be wrong. All right. Alison, great stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 